Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. We have a couple of videos we want to play today and um, going to be talking about uh, something that we touched upon last week of uh, this ominous prediction. It almost seems prophetic, a demonic prophecy, if you will, of the World Economic Forum forecasting that we are going to have a crippling cyber attack in the world um, that will pale in comparison to the effects of COVID-19. Now, think about COVID-19, though it wasn't nearly as debilitating as, let's say, the great influenza of 1918, yeah. where, you know, a hundred million people died. It didn't have any of these effects where, where you know, a fourth of the entire world was uh, infected with the virus. But the economic repercussions of it, the way it's changed the world, I would say would be on par with the 1918 great influenza. And it just doesn't make any sense. And, and we all know that, that the, the math doesn't quite add up the devastation that it's caused. But it's just so interesting that they're saying that the devastation of what's going to be coming, they feel in the next two years through a cyber attack is going to pale in comparison. And we're going to be talking about that, talking about the effects, talking about um, something that I actually uh, watched this week on how easy it is to take down our grid and, and why you should be prepared, but ultimately why you need to be what I refer to as eternally minded in the days that we're living in the days that are ahead. Before we get started, I just want to encourage everybody that watches the program um, to go online to ZachDrewShow.com. If you've been watching for a few months or six months or a couple of years and you haven't become a monthly recurring partner, I just encourage you to do it, even if it's just a few bucks a month. You know, maybe there's someone out there that wants to give 50 bucks or 100 bucks or 200 bucks a month. Whatever it is, just do it, please. We need your help. We need your help to grow. Um, we can't do what we envision doing without the Lord and without His faithful people standing with us. It's, it's, it's impossible. So just go to ZachDrewShow.com, click the bright orange donate button, and become a monthly partner. Also, if you are interested in uh, receiving our Paul Revere report, which comes with all the exclusive content that we don't have time to carry or to talk about really on the show, uh, become a member of that. Go to, once again, ZachDrewShow.com, click the store button for that one, the store button, not the orange button, the store button, and, uh, and become a m member of the Paul Revere Club and receive that report every month at the first of the month um, for $30 every month. And also, we have the best coffee in the world. You can give a donation for $25 and receive a bag of coffee, and you can even set that up on a monthly recurring plan. So please... Uh, get involved. So here's the thing. Global elites uh, within the World Economic Forum recently predicted a catastrophic cyber attack uh, is imminent. Is imminent, they said. And it could occur within the next two years. These are the same people, the same experts who hosted the panel that discussed a pandemic and how it was going to sweep the world and whenever this took place, what they were going to do to solve that problem. And this is the same panel, the same experts that did this just truly a few months before it actually happened. 
So I think we ought to pay attention to them, right? Here's actually the, the, the article. It says this, World Economic Forum officials warn global instability could lead to catastrophic cyber event. The World Economic Forum warned the current level of global instability could lead to a cyber attack within the next two years, officials said in a Wednesday press conference. Why two years? Why, why so specific? It just makes me not feel real, real warm and fuzzy inside whenever, I, whenever they're actually putting dates on this, right? Not that it could happen, but they're using words like it is imminent and within the next two years. And I stick by my thoughts about how Satan wants a kingdom just like God's, just like God's, okay? And it's just the demonic parallel of God's kingdom. And we can see Satan's hand at work in the same way, but opposite than what God wants to establish. In the same way, God says he's not going to do anything within the earth without first revealing it to his prophets. I believe that Satan does the same thing. Satan uses his minions, his people, his worshipers. He speaks through them to warn the world of what's to come in before it happens. And uh, we can see that throughout history. We don't have time to do a deep dive on that, but we can see that throughout history. That's the very thing that, that they have done. So Klaus Schwab, who's the founder of the World Economic Forum, opened last week's meetings with, we must master the future. Now, mastering the future is only made possible by manipulating and creating crisis. And like he said in the video, whenever he opened up the meeting, he said, we couldn't meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously, he said. Um, and then he also talks about, you know, I think, well, I, the reason I don't like that term for many reasons is it means that if someone is going to master the future, that there are the masters. And if you're not a master, you're everything else underneath. That is the underling, the servant, the slave. And remember their promotional video that you will own nothing and be happy about it. By way of quick review, I want to play. So they talked about it last week at the uh, World Economic Forum's meeting in Davos, Switzerland, the imminent possibility of a cyber attack within two years. But I want to play a video once again of Klaus Schwab talking about how he believes that's coming. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. 9-11 affected the world. Um, think about even Pearl Harbor or World War II, these, these huge moments in, in world history. Or even COVID-19 or the 1918 Great Influenza. Everything, everything that we know from modern world history would absolutely pale in comparison, comparison to the devastation that 
let's say, a cyber attack that would shut down our entire grid would have on America, or maybe an EMP, or even a solar flare, you know, the, the sun ejecting a coronal mass ejection. What that would do to the world would be so unlike anything that anyone can ed- ever study in history books. It would separate time. You know, you see these like zombie apocalyptic movies or <laughs> TV shows about how it says 20 years later and the kid, there'll be a kid in the movie that's only 15, so all he's ever known is that new world. That is truly the difference of history that would take place if something like this occurred. It would literally be a, well, that was before this. We had this before that. We'd have that before. Life was like this. And it would it will stun individuals that didn't live during that time. It will thrust us back to the 1700s yeah. if everything electronically shut down. And once again, like I've said before, the problem with living in the 1700s versus people that actually lived in the 1700s Those that lived in the 1700s knew how to survive in the 1700s. We do not. I do not. And that is where we are. And just how easy would it be to take down our grid? There's something very interesting. You know, if there's one person that I, I I listen to a lot of people, but if there's one person that I play more clips from than anybody else, it's Glenn Beck. And Andrew Bellers and I have talked about this. It's, It's probably happened 20 plus times in the last few years where something will not be on the mainstream media's front page. It will not even be on the hearts and minds of Americans or even conservative, you know, Americans that believe in God and know the times that we're living in. And I'll just feel like, you know what, I just, I just feel like I want to talk about this. And I'll go go to Glenn Beck's website and I'll see that day he posted about the exact same topic. And I don't know what it is, you know, it's just, it, I'm just telling you something that, that's about in my personal life that I just think is interesting, but it's happened so many times, it's almost worth mentioning now, where, uh, you know, it's like, Andrew, I was gonna talk about this, but I just can't, I'm gonna talk about this, I just can't get away from it, I feel like the Lord wants me to speak on it. Um, and then I'll go to Glenn's website, and that day or the day before, he'll post that exact same, and you'll go back months and months and months. He hasn't talked about that certain topic, but the moment I'm like, this is what the Lord's wanting to do, he's talking about that. Yeah. And it's just an interesting thing. So <clears throat> I had a few articles, and I just thought, well, it's just really interesting that I just feel like I want to talk about EMPs this week, because that video last week that we played, um, but there's just not a lot of other material about it. I don't want to just do a, a a recap of things we've talked about in the past. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe Glenn has talked about this. And the video was published 16 minutes before I had said that. And it's very interesting. It's with, uh, he's interviewing William Fortune, author of New York Times bestselling book, One Second After, a good friend of mine. I've done multiple shows with William Fortune. I've actually even um, hung out with Fortune, you know, on a vacation. We, I, we drove and hung out with him for the afternoon at his home. And and a a dear friend of mine, Glenn is interviewing him about just how easy, how incredibly easy it would be to take down our entire grid in America. Go ahead and play that video now. Just recap a bit um, how easy it is to take down our, our power grid and the attempts that have already been made 
And it's my understanding, if we take out nine or ten substations, you can lose the entire grid in America, not for a short period of time. It's not like putting a new telephone pole up. It's for months. Well, uh, remember the great power failures in New York in the 70s and 80s? And in the one case, it all traced back to one relay switch that short-circuited out. That then caused the next relay switch to shut down. That started causing entire systems to go offline to try and protect themselves. Or look at Texas. I mean, you went through it two years ago. Mm -hmm. When the system started to go, it cascaded across the entire state within a matter of minutes. It's all automatically set up. It happens faster than any human could ever deal with. It's just boom, 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 boom of different electronic components suddenly say, oh, the guy next to me isn't working right. I got to shut down. Right. But isn't that to protect the entire system? How do you bring it back up? If Texas had a full meltdown, how do you bring it back up? How do you mean that? I, I'm sorry for being asking such simple oh. questions here, but I know no. I know this just happened in Pakistan. They were doing it for some global warming thing, and uh, they decided to take the entire system down for a couple of hours every night. They turn it off, mm-hmm. and they couldn't turn it back on. I don't know if they still have you know power outages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, we as, as individuals, I'm sitting in my house right now. If suddenly, boom, it went off, how do I turn it back on? Do I go to my circuit box, which which I can barely understand? You know, I'm just an ordinary guy in that respect. The systems become so interlocking and so complex that it exceeds the human capability to bring it back quickly. So it just automatically shuts down. And then how do you bring it back? There's the key. How do you and, bring it back? And that's for a cyber attack, which you told me a couple of days ago, a cyber attack can, uh, you know, go and shooting one of those uh, substations, which we're having happen now around the country, uh, somebody shooting at them can bring them offline. But if it's coordinated or even a cyber attack, it can destroy those substations. Um, and China is the only one that makes all of that equipment. And it to order it in a, in a non-emergency way, it'll take you over a year to get it. Okay, our major transformers, I believe you and I talked about it two days ago, our major big substation, the the larger substations, to replace a major component can take two years. Now, you would think, in a nation that realizes it could be facing this, we would stockpile key components. Now, certain things go offline, bang, you put another one in. No, we're a just-in-time delivery type of mentality. Jeez. as a result, we don't have stockpiles of crucial equipment to help bring us back online. These are the troubles that we could be facing here in America. We are living in the end times, and there will be wars, and there will be war- rumors of wars as well. And if this happened, this would sh- just convince even most of the people that are on the fence line that we truly are in those days. And it's no, it's no surprise to those that are in the know that how easy this is, how easy this can be done. And to harden our grid throughout all of America to make it so that like, let's say even an EMP could not affect us at all 
to ha harden our grid, it would cost less money than the amount of aid we send typically on an annual basis to the country of Pakistan. And yet it's not being done. That makes you think, why don't they want it to be done? Uh, James Woolsey, I can't ever see his name right, the former director of CIA, he talks about how two-thirds of the U.S. population would likely perish from starvation, disease, and societal breakdown after one year of, after an EMP effect. Other experts estimate the likely loss to be closer to 90%. The EMP commission found that it took just one low-yield nuclear detonation in the center of the country to knock out the in, entire U.S. electrical grid. Leon Panetta, the former director of the CIA, an aggressor nation or extremist group could use these kinds of cyber tools to gain control of critical switches. They could derail passenger trains or even more dangerous, derail passenger trains loaded with lethal chemicals. They could contaminate the water supply in major cities or shut down the power grid across large parts of the country. Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, who was the executive director of the Task Force on National and Homeland Security and the director of the U.S. Nuclear Strategy Forum, both congressional advisory boards and serving the Congressional EMP Commission said a year-long blackout would result from a nuclear EMP attack and could kill up to nine of 10 Americans through to starvation, disease, and societal collapse. Newt Gingrich, uh, this could be the kind of catastrophe that ends civilization, and that's not an exaggeration. The reason I began focusing on this a decade ago is there are very few events you can't recover from. You can recover from a 9-11. You can recover, wow. You can, rec and I haven't read this quote for, I knew that this quote was good, but listen, we say, you can't, you can recover from 9-11. Mm -hmm. You can recover from Pearl Harbor. This is really different, Gingrich said. This creates such a collapse of our fundamental product productive capacity that you could literally see a civilization crash and tear itself apart fighting internally. Um, you know, we could go on and on. There's more quotes. But why? How could this possibly happen? Because the moment an EMP would happen, which an EMP also shuts down our entire electric uh, grid. Cars stop running. Airplanes fall out of the sky. There's currently two to three thousand airplanes at any given time above our um, country. Trains, ships, and buses no longer are running. No ambulances, fire trucks, police, or any emergency vehicles will run. Electric grid is down. Most people be, would be unable to do their jobs without electricity and employment would collapse. There's no lights, electric cooking, or refrigeration, or freezers working. Um, no trucks running to bring more food and truckers not working to help farm more food. All electric furnaces and gas heat with electric fans shut down. All air conditioning stops. Uh, deserts would be truly unlivable. No hot water, no water or little water as, as most water coming from city pumps or home wells shuts down when the power grid collapses with no water. Also toilets do not work. Sewer treatment plants shut down, no mail, UPS, FedEx, or or shipping of any kind, no garbage trucks running, no TV, radio, web, texting, home and cell phone, direct TV, dish, all social networks, all communication systems are down, except for a ham radio. No music on CD, DVD, radio, only crank patrol is working, work. Um, hospital, nursing home equipment stop working, security systems are all down, drug stores out of drugs and no trucks to bring more. Most drug stores do not stock large amounts of drugs, just in time delivery is what they have. People killing each other to get drugs, breaking into hospitals and nursing homes, drug stores, and all stores have been emptied within hours. What happens within the days and weeks after this takes place? In four days, all people can think about is themselves. Gangs, 
and guns rule. Small towns will have to set up an old west kind of rule. Horses, mules, and donkeys are in great demand and short supply. Coffee makers do not work, so people look for old percolators. Um, people who smoke will give anything to get a cigarette. People with a stash of cigs are getting rich. Uh, overweight people dropping dead. Uh-oh. Uh, walking. Many died from walking from stranded cars on freeways to find food and shelter. When all transportation stopped, people could not get home to get meds or even get home, period. Um, doctors are hard to find and everyone is trying to survive. Those who are leaders meet to try to save the town. Decisions like should food be taken from those who have some left and how will they distribute food um, they are able to obtain. Toilets, toilets fill up and do not flush so holes are dug and screened off for toilets. People are dying daily so massive holes are dug to bury the dead in mass graves. Not a real pretty sight. No, and it wouldn't take much for this to happen. Um, you've heard experts talk about how a rogue group, if they could get a hold of old nuclear technology and and launch a nuclear weapon, I think it was 50 miles above America and detonate it. Above America, the EMP that that would generate would take out most of our grids. No, it would take out all of it. The, the, the thing said all of it. All of middle. our grids. Mm -hmm. um, or it could be something like a coronal mass ejection from the sun. That's exactly right. And, that, and that's something else is that... I, I, I often wonder if this thing is going to happen. Like I said, I just don't like that they say imminent in two years. Yeah. Um, and that's why we just have to remember as Christians that this world is not our home. We're pilgrims making our, making our pilgrimage from point A to point B. That's literally here on earth. And to get to heaven is taking as many people as possible with us to heaven. That's our, our goal of this life is to know God and to make him known. Yeah. Do not be fearful of these times. I say all these things. I'm not fearful because I believe that Whenever you do fear, that it's a clear indication that your eyes are not focused on Jesus. Whenever your eyes are focused on Jesus, you have no reason to fear. He holds your life in His hands. And if you live through this time and you continue to witness to your neighbors, then fantastic. Do it. But if the Lord takes you home, then the Lord is sovereign. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But here's, you're right. I'm talking about cyber attack. Then we talked about EMP. The very same thing could happen from a coronal mass ejection, except for it would be it would it would be an EMP for the entire world. That's right. The entire world. And if something like this happened, man, I'll tell you, you know, there's gonna be a false flag as well. You know, someone they could be detonate something, and you know, if it's detonated and there's over a country and there's no communication, no one will know what happened. No one will know what happened. So they could literally say, well, this was just a, it was a coronal mass ejection. I mean, literally, they could do anything they want. I'm just, I'm just like, you know, working through my thoughts out loud here. But there's going to be some type of false flag involved in this in some way. But a coronal mass ejection uh, will have the same result as an EMP. The Carentine event of 1859 was a powerful geomagnetic storm on September 1st and September 2nd. 1859, during uh, solar cycle 10. And it caused a solar coronal mass ejection. Telegraph systems all over Europe and North America failed. Geomagnetic storm strength is measured in disturbance storm time, or DST. Ordinary storms which cause the northern lights to flare up but otherwise don't impact us register, uh, uh, register somewhere in the neighborhood of negative 50 NT, which stands for nanotesla. 
when the worst geomagnetic storm of the, of the space age uh, was in Quebec in March of 1989 and registered a negative 600 nanotesla. Modern estimates for the strength of the Carrington event was negative 800 to negative 1750 nanotesla. And scientists say that the Earth will be hit by a class X CME like 1859 on average one time every 100 years. In 2012, a similar strength to the Carrington event barely missed Earth. But in 1859, this was before the internet and the cell phone and the World Wide Web and modern electronics. If that same event would happen today, everything I just talked about would become a reality overnight. This kind of solar storm is caused by coronal mass ejections. It takes between 12 hours and 9 days to reach our Earth. Now, someone actually sent me an article on this last night, and they had no idea what I was going to be talking about today. This is from spaceweather.com. So one thing you need to understand is that the sun's magnetic field goes through a cycle. Um, the, the, the sun's cycles are 11-year cycles, and there's even smaller cycles within larger cycles because there's really even a 200-year cycle where for 200 years the earth gets a little bit warmer and a little bit warmer. And then for the next 200 years, it's kind of like you almost call them like little mini ice ages where the earth gets gradually a little bit cooler and a little bit cooler for 200 years. But within those, there's 11 year cycles. So climate change is normal? <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hmm, that's Every weird. 11 years or so, and you can actually even see that through history, like whenever different wars were fought that should have been won, um, they you know, would attack Russia during a cooling cycle and it was in, you know, unsurvivable, unsurvivable. Yeah. And, but we're not gonna go there. Um, every 11 years or so, the sun's magnetic field completely flips, okay? This means that the sun's north and south poles switch places. Then it takes about another 11 years for the sun's north and south poles to flip again. When it flips, at those moments, is whenever the sun is most active, okay? So now here's what the article says, spaceweather.com. Sunspot counts hit a nine-year high. It is in a continued sign of stretch for solar cycle 25. Monthly sunspot counts just hit a nine-year high. Current trends suggest that solar cycle 25 might soon surpass old solar cycle 24 en route to an unexpectedly strong solar maximum next year. So the solar maximum takes place at the end of the solar cycle of 11 years, mm -hmm. which we will be entering into in 2024, and it'll go through 2025. That will be the time whenever you can expect a horrendous coronal mass ejection and let's just hope and pray it does not hit the earth. That would also fall into the timeline of our grids going out within two years, even though they say it'll be through a cyber attack. You need to focus, this is not an extensive list, on water, food, security, and medication. You need a lot more than this 
But to get started, you need at least one month of water on hand, basic water purification systems on hand. Food, you can store up to six months of food. That'd be a great start. You know, canned foods, mostly on average, expire after every, every two years. After that, you need to look into some long-term 20-year shelf life food st storage. Security, not many ministers of the gospel are going to encourage you to buy firearms. Uh, security is incredibly important. You think about firearms, training, so that you don't shoot yourself, mm -hmm. right? And ammunition, and also medication. Things like, you know, you know your medication better than I do, but you know, if you're a type two diabetic, make sure you, you know, but you're not on insulin yet, make sure you have, or if you have your insulin, you know, find a way to get a, a fridge and keep it cool, Yeah. you know? And that, then we're going to get into, that's, well, that's even more, because then you're looking at, you know, a couple thousand gallon tanks, maybe propane, propane burying it under your yard or, so people don't know you have it, to keep your house cool, or, you know, but our high blood pressure pills, you need to be prepared. And that one's really important, not just for the event of a catastrophic, you know, world-ending uh, EMP, but... Almost all of our medication is made by China. We've talked about that before, and there's a chance that we're going to be start seeing more shortages with medication. From everything, from three to four days, gangs will rule. But have you ever thought about how most of America is actually, they're actually zombies right now, in a sense, with nearly a third of Americans being on some type of psychiatric medication or you know anti depressant or whatever it may be and after a few days all of these people waking up and also withdrawing at the same time yeah it'll be, it'll be hell on earth and that is like i said these are troublesome times but in the book of james chapter 4 13 and 14 it says this and this is like one of the, my core things that I, I think about and I've thought about ever since I was saved when I was 17 is actually these thoughts that ultimately led me to the Lord. It says, Come now, you who say tomorrow or today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. That's for us too. We don't know. You don't know, I don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes. You know, how is this life a vapor? How can you compare it to a vapor? I've been on this earth now for 32 years. It surely doesn't seem like a vapor. The only way he could, it could be a vapor is if he's comparing it to something. That would make my life seem as a vapor. And in the course of time, I'm going to enter into that concept of eternity, of life never, ever, 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 ever ending. If you live a hundred years here, it's a vapor. Another transition says, you're a, even a mist that appears for a little while, then you're gone. And every single human being that is watching me right now, understand this, that at the moment you were conceived in that nanosecond, at that moment of conception in your mother's womb, 
you became, whether you wanted to or not, an eternal being. You will exist forever and ever and ever and ever. You can never put a stop to it. Eternity. And you will spend eternity in heaven or you will spend eternity in hell. And one day, you will be a hundred million years old. You will. So that's a silly thought. No, you will. think. I think. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe that those who have called upon the name of Jesus, that the Lord has gifted them eternal life with Him in heaven? I believe that. So there is no ending. And there is some sort of time reference in the new heavens and new earth as well. People say, you know, you know, time is gone. Well, how can there be, how can time be totally gone if it talks about the tree bearing a new fruit every month for all of eternity? So there will, time will be observed in some sense for all of eternity. Or how will we know there are, you know, there are certain things that, there are certain feasts in the Old Testament that we can learn about even in the millennial reign <clears throat> that will carry on into the new heavens and new earth that will be observed still. We will still make a trek to the new Jerusalem with golden Main Street, right? Well, how, if there's no sense of time, there is time. So there will be time. So one day you will be 100 million, 100 billion, 100 billion to the 100 billionth power. And you'll know it's just begun because that is eternity. But understand this, Christian, that our lives here will never get any worse. This is not hell. Hell is something totally different. But allow me the freedom here whenever I say that for Christians, this world is like our hell. But for non-Christians, that will spend forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, 100 billion to the 100th billionth power in hell. This is essentially their heaven. It'll never get any better for them where they can experience and enjoy the common grace of God on this earth. The sun rises, the sun sets, family, love, children, the things that are afforded to every, that, that are possible for every man and woman to experience, the common grace of God will be gone for all of eternity. And that is why in 2 Corinthians 4.18 it says, So we need to fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what's seen is just temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that is why we must not store up treasures for ourselves on earth, or moth and rust and vermin destroy, or our thieves break in and steal, but store up treasures for ourselves in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is there will be your heart also. Remember that. Remember that even whenever just filtering the news of the world. The Lord wants us to know the times and season that we're living in. We, can, we know that from, from the Gospels, to be able to interpret the times. It's important, but it is a minor compared to your salvation, to your eternity. Have you repented of your sin, turned from your ways, and called upon the name of Jesus 
the only name under heaven in which our sins can be forgiven. If you haven't, I encourage you to do that. Jesus was the Son of God. He died upon the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and He rose again three days later. And when the Spirit of God comes and lives inside of you, on that day that your heart stops beating because God was raised from the dead, you will be too. Make that decision today. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week.